The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. How exciting to have you on board with us this Saturday. We have a very different lineup this week, don't we, Sam? Well, you don't even know who we have because you're not in the studio. You're at, you're aren't you on the side of the road out of gas? Uh, I actually have I have gotten gas in my car now, so I am moving again. So that's a very good, a very good thing on a nice warm day to have quickly happen. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's interesting that the topic today is. Why is it that men love to play? And sometimes when we play, we run out of gas. And, and <laughs> <laughs> So it's interesting that Sam finds himself there. But in the studio with us, we have an old friend back. We have Dennis Breeden. And we have uh, one of the Jimsies. The, <laughs> we have Jim Graham and my good friend Harold uh, Dyer. And so on this topic, uh, John Eldridge wrote a book. It's called Beautiful Outlaw, and he gives this picture of Jesus that I wonder if we all have been able to see in the scriptures, right, Jim, as you think about that. Um, have you read that book? I have, and it may be my favorite of his. And right after I read it, it was definitely my favorite book of his. <laughs> <Yeah. now. laughs> Isn't that funny how the last it, book I read is always one, you know, one of my favorites? Have you read it, Dennis? I haven't yet, no. It, it has this idea that Jesus loves to have to to have fun to to poke at you to play with you and if you've ever been around sam main he's one of those people and any Dennis, he'll poke at you he'll <laughs> he will poke at you regularly and frequently oh, it's all out of love, I, love. I, I knew there. that <laughs> that is how men show affection though if you don't pick on me i don't think you like me that's a good point actually and so at our boot camps, you know, we've, we've had a lot of different experiences now along these lines of people poking at each other and we're shooting each other, shooting at each other and all sorts of things. <laughs> we're going to get story. into that. But to kind of set up this idea, uh, we have a clip from the movie Surf's Up. And in this particular clip, there's a young man. Well, he's actually a young penguin, as, as you if you watch the movie, who wants to learn how to surf like, the, you know, the magic you know, guys that really be able to surf. And so he, he gets this guy to train him and the guy that trains him, <laughs> he is trying to teach him that one of the most important things is, is, is similar to the, the, the fishing story with my granddaughter. One of the most important things, if you're going to do this is to have fun, but he's trying to get that ingrained in him in order to be a great surfer there has to be an element of play in that. And so as you listen to this, think about what it is you do and if that element's in there, and do you think Jesus is in that somewhere in that playing? Okay, so what's next? The board's done. What are we doing? Board's done? Board's done. Oh, well, uh, let's do some training. What do you say? Finally! Hey, can we get a shot no, of you? No, you gotta get a long shot, boys, all right? Hey, Z! Come on! Hey! Where are you going? Oh, I thought you said we were going to train. Not in the water. Jeez, what are you thinking? 
you want to surf like uh, Big Z used to, right? Yeah. I've got some tests here to figure out your potential. Let's do it. No, 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 no. Put them on your eyes. Like this, yeah. Oh, my God. Take it, Cody. Can we do some training, like seriously, please? What are you please, talking please, about? Please. What do you think we're doing? We're acting like a bunch of nut jobs. That's what I think we're doing. Yeah, good. You're learning. Ah! And a big set comes in. This is getting ridiculous. You having fun? I hate you. <laughs> you know, slow. There's a flip over the top. All right, now you go. No joy, man. No joy. Failed. I'm starting to see it, man. See, I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, well, this is that's great. As long as we're all having fun, right? See, wake up. Wake up, see. So Harold, when you actually went to see that clip so that you could understand a little bit that movie, what's going on when that when you hear him going three, two, one? Well, they're they're throwing things in the air like the breakfast. He slings it over, thinking the guy's asleep, and he slams his hand up and catches it. And that's when he says, "You got to get up early in the morning." But what does he not got see coming is this giant wave that's fixed. Oh yeah, he gets swamped. And that's the big laugh. And, you know, considering, you know, just to poke a little fun, the only one of us here that (laughs) was actually there when they invented the surfboard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Do I I have moss growing off of me or or what? But anyway, (laughs) uh, in your own line of work, what was the importance of finding a way to play inside there or a way to have fun? Well, for me, it was uh, putting on earphones and uh, and drowning out the noise. I was a computer programmer, and I demanded quiet. And uh, so I sort of excluded people from my environment when I was working, unless it was going over the requirements and getting things straight. That was a necessary So I'm part. trying to figure out how when you go into dead silence, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't dead silence. Oh. I was playing music. Oh, Oh, he, he was in fact playing, Dennis. He was playing. It sounds like it in his own way. And oh, so, you wouldn't believe the code I could generate <laughs> listening to Bob Seger. <laughs> Actually, I would. I love Bob Seger. <laughs> well, Sam, I'm, I, how do you see Jesus in this equation? Well, I think you know. Anytime you think about guys walking together for a group of uh, you know a period of time, there's going to be practical jokes that come up. There have to be. That's just kind of how guys are wired, as Jim talked about. You know, that's the love language of guys. It's picking on one another. And so I think that you see in this clip this wiser mentor saying, look, there's a lot more to surfing than it is just a, 
And if you don't remember that it's fun, what's the point in doing some of these things? Oh, absolutely. And 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 Jim, in the in the book Beautiful Outlaw, how did how did John illustrate that in Jesus's life? The most meaningful one for me was being on the beach cooking after the resurrection saying you guys catching anything i mean he's really taunting them because they've been out all night fishing just like they had when they first met jesus and it's a replay of when he called them into ministry and he ends up having them go through the same thing catching a whole slew of fish and that's when they say oh it's jesus but i mean one of the things that bugs me about most of the movies, especially when we were younger, is how serious Jesus was always shown. And one of the greatest things I ever saw, I wish I could remember the name of it, was seeing Jesus smile all the time. And if you read the Bible, read what he's saying, and you see a smile on his face, the meaning is drastically different. That's a really, that's a really strong point, I think. Because we perceive Jesus, I was just trying to imagine if Jesus was this guy, if it was Jesus that was doing this with the surfing, if he was saying that, or if he, or if Jesus was the one, the coach that gathered the football team around and said, "Hey guys, you know, this is a big game, but I want you to go out there and have some fun. This is a game, football." I don't think we normally think of Jesus in that regard. We don't think of him that's saying, "Hey, I want you to, I want you to have some fun." Everything's not so serious, guys. Yeah, he'd already cooked them breakfast, and then you know they didn't need the fish, <laughs> and so you know there wasn't like it, it. It clearly, and and I love the way John Eldridge puts it in that particular context is that the other guys were in on it. This is an inside joke that we've been here before, and so they were like, "Oh, Peter, you remember the last time? Get away from me! I'm evil." <laughs> so Jesus will toy with us. Imagine that. And have you experienced that in, in your own life, Sam? Yeah, Jesus is often playful with me. You know, I always attribute it a lot to that's how I choose to communicate a fair amount. I mean, there's times for serious conversations, but you can have those in a very lighthearted, lighthearted playful way. You know, and, and although Jesus has never said the word duh to me, I, I think that there's a lot of times he's implied it. You know, I come he said it in Hebrew. <laughs> yeah, he did. He must have said it in Hebrew. And I probably deserved it quite a bit. But, you know, there's times he's just like, now do you see what I'm talking about? And it's not convicting. It's more playful of, hey, hmm. you know, I've been trying to show you this kind of thing for a while now. Just listen. You know, let's have some fun with this. And I was thinking uh, about something Todd uh, Clark and I used to do at boot camp. And, Robbie, you may remember this. And I think... Todd may have started it, but he had been, uh, his daughter had had a princess birthday party, and he still had a couple princess rings in his pocket, plastic rings, and we, I was, of course, giving him a hard time, as you can imagine. You know, I can imagine. I'm sure that's, oh, yeah. I'm sure that's your daughter's, <laughs> you know, things like that, and, uh, you know, I went up to speak at the next time I was going to talk at boot camp. And I kind of reached down in my pocket, and one of those princess rings are in my pocket. <laughs> and put it in my pocket. And so it became this mission of us to try to one-up each other, you know, in playfulness. And what was really kind of cool was it just took the whole, it made that whole talk even more fun, just because you were enjoying it with your friends, and you were doing the things that you knew God wanted you to do. 
and you know that he just had to be smiling on the camaraderie that was happening in the midst of something silly as trying to give each other a princess ring, making fun of one another. <laughs> and and those fun times at boot camp, that that's the stuff I'll always remember. Like, we had this airsoft game, didn't we, Jim? <laughs> um, that was loads of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was out to illustrate, I thought... My, my great idea about putting our shields up, and we're going to tell about that story and some other fun. But during the break, I want you to all think about when was a time that Jesus just played with you? Or maybe it was your father that played with you. Was giving you a picture of that. Think about that during the break. Or if you want to do something real productive, go to our website, masculinejourneyradio.org, and register for the boot camp. There's one coming up November 9th. Hi, this is Sam with Mask on Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Sam, this November boot camp could literally change a lot of men's life. I talk to a lot of men, they're saying... They say they don't know what their place is in the grand scheme of things. They don't know how to behave as Christian men. God designed us for freedom, and it's coming up at this boot camp. It is. Go to masculinejourneyradio.org to register now. Just $169 early bird pricing for four amazing days. Go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Register now. Have some fun. That what you you picked that song. What were you? I did. I'm kind of wishing that we'd done the Beach Boys song. If for no other reason, the Herald's got this Hawaiian shirt on. I wish you could see it. Uh, but he looks more like a Beach Boy than anything else today. Uh, you know what struck me about this Cheryl Crow song was that uh, the guy was saying, "All I want to do is have some fun." He was sitting there and saying, saying to her, "I, I just want to have some fun." She's looking at him and seeing a guy that looks like he's never had any fun. So. They're kind of at a place where he's saying to me, the guy's sitting there and he's probably had all this other life going on, has all these other things, but he's still saying, all I want to do is have some fun. Yeah. And it's an interesting thing that so many people, when they look outside of the church or Christianity, they think, oh, those people, there's no fun in there, man. I, I mean, they got too many rules, right, Jim? They look really serious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, uh, one of the things I love from, and I'm not going to mention his name because I do it all the time on this, but I want people to look at me and doubt my salvation because I'm having such a good time. <laughs> and I do. And I got in trouble in divinity school with a girl who was everybody liked, and I liked her. She liked everybody but me. And I found out later that she thought I didn't take anything seriously when she found out I had a serious side. <laughs> I was acceptable. Backfire. 
But having fun, Jesus does regularly with his guys, even though he's on a mission to save us all. Yeah, Howard, Harold, you and Howard, Howard Harold, <laughs> the H-Man. <laughs> you were talking about one of your favorite ideas about Jesus having fun. Oh, I think he. there were a lot of times that uh, I think he was very sarcastic. The one that really sticks out is, uh, hey, forget about that speck in your buddy's eye. You got a big plank. You can't get close enough to get it. That's a rough paraphrase. But, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, had, he had fun. That was more than a plank. Yeah, that, that's something huge. Well, we have another clip here, and this, this one is from a wonderful movie. I, I'm very excited about it. It's called The Emperor's Club, and it was about a teacher that he would appear to be sort of a stick in the mud, uh, you know, based on his English accent and his scholarly way. But apparently the young men of the class could call him into the adventure somehow, especially they did in this particular baseball scene and i would point out you might hear some glass break and it is not the church building that is or the library that you might imagine it's actually the headmaster's car and you ought to see the expression on his face (laughs) and so when these boys say run uh they're not running from the teacher Hey, you want to take a couple swings? Yeah, come on, Mr. Hundred. Oh, come on. Baseball. Come on, Mr. Hundred. Well, the library windows are too close. Oh, all right, Mr. Hundred. Hey, come on, show us how it's done. Old school. Oh. Now you've got to play, Mr. Hundred. Come on. Old school, eh? Watch and learn. Mr. Masudi, in a while. Yeah, more like never. Hey, back it up, everybody. Come on, we got a hitter. Back. Back it up, Bill. Back it up, Bill. Come on, move it back. Gamos yaculatore, non yaculatore. What does that mean? Means we want a pitcher, not a glass of water. Gotta get him back for that one, right down the lane. Swing, bada 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 bada. So I, I can't help but think of those times, and maybe you've had one, where, you know, I was out doing something very intently. And if you've ever been out with me fishing, I, I have a tendency to be too intent with that. And this particular time, I was by myself and just fly fishing and, you know, really intently, I got to catch a fish, I got to catch a fish. And, and, and that was what was on my mind. When all of a sudden this deer comes up behind me and <laughs> now if people that know me know, I, I know deer really well. They don't come up when, you know, I knew where the wind was. This was clearly a Jesus moment. 
<laughs> this was I'm going to get Robbie's attention right here and right now that you know that we're we're out here to have some fun and it's just it's not about your technique here. <laughs> and just I, I'll never ever forget the scene and in the moment of what happened was all of a sudden I realized, wow, Jesus, it's not just the deer, which was beautiful. All of a sudden I could smell because we were in a stream. I was in the woods and all my senses lit up like everything came alive. Like, Robbie, there's so much going on here and you're missing it all because you're just so focused. And, mm. you know, those are the things that, that clearly are God moments that, you know, I cherish. If you had one of those, Sam? You know, I have. I think that uh, anytime you get out into nature and you don't have an agenda, you know, God will always amaze you with it. Going out to Colorado this last summer with my sons and just really appreciating the natural beauty. You know, I was really, really frustrated. Right? Mine happened to be a fishing story as well. Uh, you probably told me to get the smallest line that you could ever even imagine that I couldn't even see with my glasses on to try to tie this uh, lure. And so I'm fighting it in the wind, and I get it on, and I'm all frustrated. And then there's something I just, in me, I just felt this this word, this person, this God, God just tell me, look, look around you. Hmm. And I looked around, and on all sides was snow-capped mountains. And I'm like, it doesn't really matter if I catch a fish. This is just amazing. You know, and my heart changed. Everything was just joyful again. And it was nothing more than God just saying, look at all the beauty that you have around you and enjoy what you have, not what you don't have, which was a fish, which I didn't catch one that day either. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dennis, in your case, yes, uh, over the last couple of years, you've been walking around a lot. So so we had these experiences out in the, in the wild, but I, you were telling me the other day about what it was like to walk around in downtown Winston-Salem and realize God is there with you on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah, because it's, a, you know, it, I'm not sure if I recall exactly what it is I was telling you about. <laughs> but I think that in I think that in that case, uh, to me, the streets had always represented, particularly in downtown, the streets had always represented a place where I didn't know who these people were. I didn't want to be around most of these people. Uh, I didn't want to be in this part of town sometimes. Uh, but then I ended up living with a group of guys for two years in downtown Winston-Salem. And something changed. I started to walk up at Trade Street sometimes in the afternoon, and I began to see friends. Actually, I began to see God and a lot of these men uh, who were there. Some of them became homeless again. Some of them continued with their struggles but those faces all of a sudden had some names to go with them. And it absolutely has, I have a hard time with this because it's absolutely changed my life. I see that in a different way. I walk down the street and I see my brothers and I still do. I'm not there anymore, but I still go downtown and I still see my brothers. And for me, you know, I find that there's a sense of, fun in something that was scary how about you jim <laughs> i originally was going to talk about telling god we wanted my wife and i we want two children one girl one boy so we had our one girl and then had twin boys and that was <laughs> a jokes on us but i'll go mm -hmm. since we're doing the serious funny um, 
Oh, is that serious? And, and we're back. <laughs> we're, we're back. To, <laughs> back at the same divinity school. I had a break, and I was ready to go back. And they weren't sure they wanted me back, so they had a panel of three people. And in that, the assistant dean of students said to me that, "Well, we we don't want to have you back if you're going to embarrass." the cause of Jesus Christ or something to that effect in those words. Mm. And I was borderline suicidal at that point anyway. I checked out for a while because I, I was imagine. going through things. But this was what I came back to. And uh, driving home that day, and I was commuting a pretty good way, so I had a lot of windshield time with God. Driving home that day, I said, you know, God, if I'm going to embarrass you, just take me out right now. Silence. Probably four months later, same place in the road, I'm sitting there, and I it's one of the times that it really was everything. It was probably more than an audible voice of God, and it was, Jim, you embarrass me every day, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was a life changer, and that was God's sense of humor. And I think, I think because we did get serious there for a second, I should say that those uh, same men that I was speaking about, some of the best times I remember in the last 20 years of my life were in the last two years when we would have fun together. In the most difficult of situations, we could play a game of pool or go out and do, or go out and walk around a track or just hang out together, and we just had, we had great fun. We had a good time together. And we didn't have to take life so seriously anymore. God gave us a choice. Well, Sam, we didn't even get to the, to the Martian child clip, which we're going to get to. And there's so many things we didn't get to talk about. But isn't it amazing how this is all in our hearts? You know, it is. And I, I think it's amazing that, you know, God, God placed it there. And even corporate you know, trainers and corporate people know that when they can get a group of people to go out and play together, camaraderie happens and teamwork builds. You know, and that's something that God's placed on everyone's heart, whether they know it or not. Well, we are so excited to have you. We may have to take up this topic again next week. In the meantime, we would love for you to go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. All sorts of resources, past episodes, and of course, we would love to see you at the next boot camp because we're going to have some fun. <laughs> I would like to shoot you at the next episode game. First time for everything, Robbie. <laughs> Master and Journey Radio dot org. Thanks for listening. <laughs>